sets your butane torches to high and your expectations to low. Coming to you from the Cigar Cave in the hills of the Steel City, get ready to get your fix. This is the Cigar Junkies Podcast. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Cigar Junkies Podcast with your hosts, Corey Banks and Sam the Man Hoffman. Uh, Just for this first episode, we want to go ahead and give you a little bit of info about what we are and what this show is going to be. So welcome to the Cigar Junkies Podcast. This is a cigar show for the community by the community. Cigar Lounge Talk on the go. The goal of this show is to give the hosts and listeners a forum to get together and talk stogies, booze, food, and anything else in cigar life atmosphere. If you're looking for ratings, negativity, or an authority on all things cigars, you came to the wrong place. The hosts of this show are regular people whose opinions are just that, opinions. If that appeals to you, then please listen on and participate in the conversation by finding us at the Cigar Junkies Facebook group or contacting us at thecigarjunkies at gmail.com. Well, that was beautiful. Hey, you know, not bad for a first run, working out my pipes and stuff, stretching out. I didn't stumble or anything. I mean, you should have done some levels beforehand, you know, la, 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 would have been fun to listen to. Yeah, I, I think so, you know, might have offended people listening in their cars whenever we blow out their side speakers, but hey, what are you going to do? Could be worse. I, as long as they don't love their mirrors too much, we're going to be okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, what we are going to be smoking on this first show here is going to be the Aladino Vintage Selection Rothschild. Uh, the, the full, full disclaimer, this is pretty much my top three favorite cigars right now i've been smoking them by the cabinet uh so my opinions are already set Uh, i enjoy it fortunately for us this is sam's first time having the cigar so you will get uh, a nice first take on it but uh, this cigar is a four and a half by 48 it's rothschild like i said it was released in 2020 uh the blend is actually a habano wrapper covering a corojo uh, binder and filler uh, from the Aroa family farm in Honduras. Uh, so the interesting thing about this cigar, this is my favorite, and there's three different blends now. So this is the first one that they came out with, uh, but there's actually an Elegante, which is uh, 7 by 38 uh, and then there's a 6 by 50 Toro as well. Uh, but what I found out with a little conversation from somebody inside the organization over at JRE is this cigar has an extra wrapper in it. It has, wait, it's a dual wrapper? Yeah, so let's go ahead and light it up, and we'll talk about it after that. I'm going to go ahead and toast up my cigar here and well, get no, smoking. Well, no, I'm going to look at it first. And yeah. you, you're screwing with me. That's a pretty stick there. I mean, wrapper looks great. I mean, you got a ton of veins, but it's all, it's just a beautiful leaf. It's a nice-looking Habano wrapper. Um Obviously, a very short format. I can tell you from experience that I can easily get over an hour out of this cigar if I want to. Oh, wow. If I'm doing a drive to work, I've been able to get a, like you know take my time, puff puff easy, no relights, get over an hour, no problem. But at the same time, if I'm really enjoying myself, I could burn through this in probably less than 45 minutes easy too. Nice. So the story on this cigar, I know you, you've said that you've not had anything from Aladino Cross in your wheelhouse yet. Is that true? I've had a couple. I haven't had anything that I was impressed with. Fair enough. Okay, so you're familiar with the backstory on uh, not Justo, but Julio Aroa, 
Uh, Julio is the patriarch of the Aroa family. Uh, his kids are Christian, obviously, of Asylum, Camacho fame, and CLE. And then um, Justo, who is working the Aladino brand with the father. So what happened was when they sold the Camacho brand to Davidoff, they signed a non-compete agreement, right? Um, which is pretty industry standard. You'll see people yeah. go away for a couple of years, sit by the wayside, and then all of a sudden they'll come back and start making shit again. I'll, uh, uh, you know, Ernesto Carrillo, stuff like that. So what happened was Julio Aroa is a tobacco man. He has been his whole life, you know, and he's 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 always moving, you know, he's always hustling. And so he didn't stop making cigars. Right. He stopped selling cigars. So <laughs> so th- this story is is courtesy of my buddy Trey Mack, who is the local sales rep. Uh, it's my, my understanding, the only sales rep uh, for Aladino cigars. So thank you, Trey, for for going into a lot of detail with me on, on some different things that I can and can't divulge here today. Uh, but the idea was. They come out with the Aladino line, and one of the guys is walking around in the factory. And they've got all these aging rooms. And a guy opens the door to this aging room, and it's just chock full, <laughs> chalk ass full. Thousands and thousands of these little Rothschild cigars. Guy goes, Julio, what the hell is this? He's like, ah, it's just something I was working on, blah, 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 blah. He's like, well, why don't we sell them? And he says, what's a Corojo Puro? That's what Aladino is. You ain't going to make another, you know, Corojo Puro line, but these have all been fucking sitting here. So, you know, you're going to put these out as another size that's going to compete with itself. Um, and he said, well, there's got to be something that we could do. So he said, you got any Habano wrapper laying around? He's like, yeah. So you go find some uh, a Habano wrapper and just throw it on there and just smoked it dirty. Like just rolled yeah. it on there fast, fucking threw it together and took a puff and was like, holy shit, this is amazing. We got to sell this. That became the Aladino Vintage Selection Rothschild. So for me, this has a lot of components in the flavor that do not match um, what you're going to get on the Elegante and the Toro, uh, the Lancero and Toro. And um, I found out last night why. That's the difference. So all of the, the Rothschilds up until this point all still have the original Corojo wrapper on it, and they threw a Habano wrapper on top of it. So there's going to be a point probably this year where they're going to start being like the other blends and hopefully they're still able to capture that flavor profile that I like about it. But, you know, at the same time, if you're a fan of this size, you might want to buy some up now while you can because they might change in the future. Yeah, you're going to want to stock up if it's uh, in your wheelhouse, which I have to say this is the best Aladino I've had to this point. Actually thinking about it, anybody that is listening, the four or five of you out there, don't buy this cigar. It's really bad. Yeah, Don't stock up. Terrible. Don't get these ones. Wait for the other ones to come out. I'll do you a favor. I'll jump on the grenade and I'll go buy up what's left of this one. You guys take a stab at the next one. I'm sure it'll be way better. Yeah, definitely. Ugh. So what's Man. your initial thoughts? So it has a really nice uh, pepper to it whenever you first, you know, your, your initial uh, inhale on it. But as you go through, it loosens up a lot and it has a definitely has those earth tones behind it behind it there's a i don't know i haven't i haven't gotten deep enough into it to really have my thoughts yet the way i i've I've always thought about cigars is the initial puffs have never been the ones for me that sell the cigar like the first inch 
is usually the least enjoyable inch of a cigar for me. And I think that's because your combustion isn't right yet, right? Like when you're smoking a cigar, you don't have a flat end on it. Typically, there's at least a little bit around underneath your right. ash. And so I think it's going to take a little bit for that Lajero to heat up and for your blend to start smoking the way that it's designed to be. Um, but like I told you before, I smoke so many of these that my senses are almost a little dulled to it. Do you feel like when you light this up, is there instantly something different about it compared to other cigars to you? Does it stand out or is it just another cigar that you may or may not like? I know you're not far enough in and yet to know that. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely has its own thing. There, there's not, there's not another stick I've had that I would really compare this to. Um, trying to think Terrazona had one that, I would say it was the same kind of wheelhouse. Okay. Trying to remember what that's called. I'll think of it about an hour after I leave here. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but, you know, they, they had one that had a lot of similar characteristics, but this has, that one was a lot more grass seed, hay seed in the background, where this is more just dirt, earth. I it mean, is very earthy. Yes. Um, for, for you know, obviously nobody knows us yet, um, but uh, I'm not a taster. Uh, there's two kinds of cigars to me. There's cigars I like and there's cigars that I don't. If I'm lucky, every couple hundred cigars I'm smoking, I'll taste something. And when I do, believe me, I get excited. <laughs> I'll fucking run and grab my wife. I'm like pulling on her sleeve. Hey, I'm tasting marshmallows. She's like, I don't care. Get the fuck away from me. Like, what do I care? It's uh, 3 a.m. What are you doing? And put your pants back on. Damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, family show. No, actually, it's not. Yeah, I hope not. Now, I, that, that's another good disclosure. Um, I'm not good at watching my language, and I have no intention on censoring myself for the show. Don't expect it to be clean. Don't expect it to be PC. Uh, you know, I, I have no intention of coming out balls to the wall trying to rile people up. Um, but if you are, so be it. Um, we are not trying to set a standard here. We're doing this for our own enjoyment. If you like it too, awesome. Uh, that's why the email address is there. That's why the Facebook group is there because uh, the ambition is uh, to have regular participation. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, that effing sucked. Uh, that segment sucked. Don't, don't do this. Don't do that. You, you write in. We might tell you to go screw yourself, but you can write in and, yeah. you know, we'll be happy to, to get, uh, you know, the, the criticism and take a look at it. But, you know, topics, things, any any questions that you want to ask us, whether you're new, whether you're a vet, maybe we can answer. Maybe we can. I'm sure we can find it for you. Um, you know, we're coming from different backgrounds and different knowledges and stuff. But I, I want this to be more community participation than most other cigar podcasts are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm the same boat when we talked about all this. I'm not going to censor myself. I'm not out to offend anybody. I'm not out to piss anybody off. If I do, I'm sorry, but end of story. Uh, back to the stick for a minute. The pepper on the nose is fantastic. So on the retro hill, you don't get an aggressive black pepper at all. I'd say you get a subtle white pepper that's really pleasant and it stays with you. I definitely could tell you it has a long finish. Um, I'm yes. not going to pick out peppers, white pepper, dark pepper, brown pepper, cayenne pepper. It, yeah, I can say it's spicy, a little bit spicy to me. Um, and, and it definitely has a long finish, probably a little closer to the back of the tongue. A lot of that earthy 
flavor to it. And, you know, when we were talking about potentially picking up a, a drink pairing, I told you straight out, I don't think that there's any drink that's going to be too strong for it because it's it's a pretty dominating flavor. So if you're in the mild stuff or the low end to medium in terms of body, not not in terms of strength, I don't think this is a, a powerhouse nicotine we talked about the fact that th- these these cigars were sitting around for like six years before they even put bands on them and decided what to do with them. So they're aged. Um, it's really high quality tobacco. Um, but at the same time, you know, if if you like a little bit less flavor, this is not probably something that you're going to enjoy. Yeah, there's no creams to it. You're not going to get any Connecticut finish, any subtleties along that. You're going to get, I'm not even going to repeat it again, the earthy tones and all that jazz. So what are you pouring for me? All right. So what we decided to go with today is the Special Reserve Eldorado 15-year rum. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a look here and see if I can determine exactly what this, uh, what the region is. Uh, I'm not uh, a huge alcohol buff. Again, alcohol, I like it or I don't. Uh, I'm a little bit deeper in the cigars than I am uh, on, on the alcohol side. Uh, but it says it's from the Demerara region. Rah, 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 rah. Rah, rah. Sounds like sounds like I can't now, get my now, truck started. Now you gotta let me see it. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> give rah, rah, rah. my version of this. So, my previous experience drinking this rum, uh, it definitely has a little bit of a vanilla component to it. It's sweet, but it sits somewhere in the middle. It's not like overpowering. It's not in your face, um, but it is very pleasant. Um, and like I said, I don't, I think it's going to pair well. I, I think the sweetness with the spice and the earthiness of the cigar, it's not going to, it's going to be a complimentary flavor. Um, it's not going to be similar characteristics where one blocks out the other on your, uh, palate and allows you to taste something different, but some enhancement maybe. It's got some spice to it as well. It, it's not, um, like I said, it's not overwhelmingly sweet. But I, I definitely get a little bit of uh, that vanilla extract uh, aroma. Yeah, that's that's there for sure. I'm trying to savor that first sip a little bit. That actually is a fantastic pairing with it. They really good compliment. Is uh, two two cherries broken? Your first time on both the yeah. uh, the rum and the cigar. So yeah, so I'm not a rum guy overall. I mean, I found a couple that I love. Zaya, um, Sablon or Leblon, both unique, delicious, great. That's about it for my rum experience. Um, now I can add Eldorado to that. Uh, for the most part, I am a very strong Scotch and bourbon guy. Yep. Um, any whiskey. I mean, it, I'm not even picky that way. I love Irish whiskey, Tennessee whiskey. Every subsect that everybody's going to argue is or isn't whiskey. You know, as long as it's not Fireball, I like it. Yeah, fair enough. So no flavors. Yeah, no, no flavors what? in anything. Cigars, my booze, none of it. I I dig scotch, I think, a little harder than I do anything else just because of the smoothness. So there have been bourbons and other type of whiskeys that I've enjoyed, um, some of them even at a very high level. But in terms of like, you know, if you t- think of uh, the typical bourbon guy, I think like something with some punch to it. Mm. Right. So it, it's got a lot of flavor complexity to it. But at the same time, it still has that hair on your chest kind of uh, punch component. So like uh, a Blanton's, for example, is not it, it, it's 
in my opinion, real overrated, right? I, like I, for the money. I try not to ever speak about Blanton's because immediately I know I'm Everyone. just going to piss people off. I. <laughs> so anybody that's out there and butt hurt, feel free yeah. uh, to, to, to go ahead and send us an email and yeah, just we'll read it my way. And 100%. then we'll blast you on the podcast because it's our podcast. But uh, I'm not saying Blanton's isn't good. I do like Blanton's. I just think that the fact that you can't go into a store and get it because people are lined up when the truck fucking shows up at the door is a little bit crazy because I think there are better quality products in the price range, probably a lot better, higher quality products in that price Much. range. Yes. Like for example, like an angel's envy. Now, oh. again, we're talking about something that's a lot smoother that appeals to what I like. Right. Versus... But if you get like a Prickard's reserve or a Jefferson's ocean, I mean, those are both delicious. They're both going to be fantastic. Where a Blanton's Blanton's is definitely the best at one thing. Marketing. It's a pretty bottle. Absolutely. As far as I can tell, they're the Gurkha of yes. the alcohol industry, right? Yes, absolutely. Everybody well knows who they are. Everybody wants the package that it comes in, doesn't necessarily care so much about the product behind it. But maybe they're going to get a little insecure about that and make the argument that the product, the product is quality because you don't look like you don't want to look like you're chasing it for the packaging, right? No, that's uh, I think the filthy hooligan that comes out every year. Mm-hmm. I. I have not enjoyed one of those yet. They're not bad. They're they're good sticks. I get one every year for St. Patty's Day. Same here. I, I just get it for that. I like it. I actually like the flavor components of that cigar. I like a barber pole with a candela. Um, the thing is, don't fool yourself into thinking it's an amazing cigar. Like the burn's going to be garbage every time, every right? Like when you time. get when you get a candela barber barber pole, ogre, filthy hooligan, whatever it is, they burn like shit. I will say the Veritas Tri Blend. Fair well, enough. That cigar blows me away every time. Okay. You can actually, and I've had a couple people I've smoked them with that have told me same thing. I can't, I don't really find any taste or anything like that. You will taste the grass fresh off the cow's ass. I mean, it is, it is hayseed and earth. And then a second later you get pepper and then you're back to hayseed and earth and it changes and develops the whole time you smoke it. It's fantastic. Well, I wasn't with you until you said the cow's ass. Now I'm all in. I, Give I, me that cow shit. I knew I was going to get your attention real quick that way. Give me that cow dung, baby. Cow pie. That, oh, shit. We got to watch what we say. That's a good cigar name right, right there. Stop. stop. Get, don't don't want to give it away for free. Yeah. yeah, we were both jotting down the same thing at the same time for a reason. Trey, if you're listening, I do not want to see an Aladino cow pie come out next year or I'm going to sue your ass. <laughs> First use right here. Uh, yeah, what is the date? So... I transferred. This from... is uh, it's on our show notes. It's January twenty first, twenty twenty two. You're all prepared. I, I you know, like I, I put like fifteen or twenty minutes into this, which is you know compared to most things in my life is uh, you know full ass effort. Oh, look at that. I'd say it was speak to text, but I mean you got different fonts. You got things. This is just <laughs> really you. Did. You like, went really like for fifteen minutes. You spent half the time getting the header pretty enough for you. Huh? Fifteen minutes was a, selling myself short a little bit. It was it was a couple of fifteen minute periods broken over a couple of days. But the funny thing is, I actually printed out a different version first, and I was like, ah, oh, this is too. The, the, the font's too small. I'm going to be sitting here, you know, fucking fumbling around trying to read the shit because I'm too embarrassed to put on some old man glasses and shit. So I'm like, uh, we're going to we're going to turn this into two pages. <laughs> and it's uh, it, it's definitely roomy. 
But I, I, I will say you failed on the second page. Like, the first one catches your eye. It's got the nice header. And the second page is just kind of like, well, I'm here, too. Well, that's what the You could have at least carried it over. That's why it's the second Come page, on. though. The second, you, it's, it's, it's wow. underneath. The cover's wow. the cover, baby. Wow. Just because it's make, not seen, huh? If you're not first, you're last. Wow. Ask Ricky Bobby. Well, I tell my kids all the time, you're not first, you're last. Get it right. Damn right. So which one's first? Is, what, three of them? I, I do have three of them, and... Up to this point, do my you kids, even remember which order they oh, came I out? I can tell you exactly, but my kids father of triplets. If you're wondering why Sam sounds tired right now, <laughs> yeah, my kids still don't know who's the oldest out of the three. Um, let's see, I had my one daughter at nine o eight a.m., and then my other daughter at nine o nine a.m., and my son at nine o nine a.m. My kids, all three of them, are within a two minute pay, uh, span. They were in a hurry to get out. They bro. put a zipper God in, buddy. Damn. They they opened her up and popped them out, and they were ready to Once go. Once that first one cut the way, wait for me. You ain't, holy shit, that oh, is yeah. that is pretty close. We say my wife's a cookie cutter because both of our kids were the exact same weight and length when oh, they wow. were born. But they like uh, my daughter come out two weeks after the due date, and my son, she was like, "Fuck this shit, induce me." Yeah, my uh, wife was uh, induced because it, because it's triplets. You can only go so far. You can't run. All the way through, but my kids were four pounds eight ounces, four pounds nine ounces, and then three pounds thirteen ounces. Which for triplets, that's a lot of baby. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you're you're actually each of my kids was almost all three of yours. Right. My kids were eight pounds ten ounces, twenty one inches long. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, they were they're big kids, but uh, as fascinating as uh, you know the the natural miracle of birth is, I'm sure we're probably turning some people away. Uh, they come here to hear about cigars, and now they got placenta in their head, you know? Uh, yeah, placencia, not not placenta. Get it right. All right, so placencia is a great cigar. What do we cigar. say? We're, we're going to hold the gold for ourselves. Quit giving away Shh. Quit giving away the marketing. Shh. I have no idea how the fuck you be able to market that, but, uh, I mean, it sounded nice coming off your placenta, tongue. So the placenta sounded nice coming off my cigar or off my tongue? No, yeah, but, I don't know. Diversion, diversion. <laughs> Switching it up. Well, uh, since we uh, started talking about each other, tell me more about you real quick. Since this is day one, you know, I mean, we've met for, what, two hours before this one that's it. time? That's it. We're, we're going, you know, full wing. Uh, winging it like uh, like it was born for it. Uh, so I'm 36 years old. Uh, I got into cigars because, of all things, my dad who never smoked and never drank, as far as I knew in his whole life, moved down to Florida um, whenever I was like 17, something in that range. And so he goes down there and he fucking thinks he's a pirate and adopts the lifestyle. He's drinking rum all the time, uh, you know, telling dumbass dad pirate jokes, which I do now as well. Good for you. Um, I've got a book of them sitting right here. Oh, you actually did? There's literally a book of pirate jokes sitting next to me. Uh, So my dad was like, hey, man, cigars are the shit. Uh, I'm smoking cigars. Buddy got me into them, buying them all off of CA, uh, CI, and, uh, you know, getting all the samplers, finding out what he likes, you know, typical and the Cohibas and shit like that. And um, so he's like, I think you should check it out. I was a cigarette smoker up until 2011. I quit smoking cigarettes, but this was like an overlap period. And so (laughs) good dad that he is sends me all the leftover shit that he didn't like. Nice. So you get the the 25 or 50 count samplers from CI. If you're like, oh, I don't like these. Let's send them to Corey. 
Well played. So Dad. I'd get these packages of all this garbage ass cigars, and I'd find one or two in there that I'd like keep the bands and go back to them. And um, you know, that was me for a while. It was like once I found a couple that I liked, and you know, I'm ashamed to admit they were Gurkha because that's how a lot of people start. It was okay. Now I'm reading the CI uh, catalog every month, cover to cover. Like, cover to cover, reading it. And that was kind of when I was like, okay, this is different. This is something that I care about more than any other hobby that I've cared about before. It's like, why can't I care this much about learning accounting or something fucking useful, you know? Um, But I was reading them cover to cover. And so I started kind of fine-tuning what I liked, what I didn't like, uh, you know, what I'm going to go back to exploring this and that. And... um, I, I got into the oil field in 2011, uh, which Sam has a, some experience in, and I'm driving an hour and a half to and from work every yep. day on average and doing a 12 and a half hour day on the job, coming home, sleeping, getting up and do it again. And so I was trying to find a way to stay awake through those time frames, And at the same time, um, you know, I was deeply curious about this new hobby and was just pound in Google for everything I could find. And um, I think the first real helpful information I found was um, Cigar Obsession, which is uh, Brian Glenn uh, has a YouTube channel. And he had a lot of stuff out there for new cigar smokers, how to cut and light, lots of answering questions and stuff. Just doing it by himself, occasionally talking to a manufacturer or whatever, but just a camera on him, hanging out out on his deck and uh, going through information. I learned a lot about it that way and uh, the only problem is you're driving in the dark you get that video you know like i'm not watching the video but it's distracting and playing yeah so you know podcasts are kind of rising in popularity i got a buddy that listens to some none of them appeal to me but i get the idea to go okay let me see if i can find other cigar podcasts out there too and that's when i stumbled in probably like two or three years into the cigar authority and um might have been a little further than that, but then I just burned through their whole back catalog because I've got three hours of, yep, of every driving day. every day, and all you're trying to do is stay awake. So typically what I started doing was smoking a stick on my way to work and on my way home, and it was like a safety net. Like those days where you're going to fucking zone out and yep. crash, like now I have something to pay attention to. I'm paying attention to this cigar. I'm paying attention to this show. And I'm learning about something I'm excited about. And that excitement was keeping me awake and distracted from the monotony of my everyday existence. I can honestly say I saw a stegosaurus on the side of the road on my way home from work from in the oil field one day. I saw a stegosaurus just walking, eating. Oh, walking? It, it was just walking down, down the, the field next to me. Backcountry <laughs> road, pulled over, went to sleep. As soon as I saw it, I was like, well, that's, oh, shit, and it, it, it's bedtime. Pulled the say, truck over and slept right there. Maybe it was, uh, is it Missouri? There's one of them freaking states up there. There's hundreds and hundreds of miles of interstate where every 50 miles you'll see a uh, billboard uh, that for this town called Uranus. Yes, I have. And I was like, so oh, I think they've like a, a they have a, a you know somewhere along the drive there's like a dinosaur place too. So I was like, oh, maybe he's driving past the dinosaur. No, he probably wasn't walking along and eating grass on the side of the road. But God bless those fucking 
those billboards talk oh, about yeah. distraction and helping keep you awake because whenever you see the signs to come check out Uranus Fudge Factory, the best fudge yep. you ever had straight from Uranus. And it's like, wow, that's Did gold you stop marking. That? They were closed oh, whenever I went past. It, I didn't get an cool, opportunity. It's a just little niche store. I mean, they have fudge, they have T-shirts, they have normal truck stop, but it's campy, it's fun, it's... It was a it was a good time. If you're driving through Uranus, make sure you stop and get the fudge. Hey, this is a really good opportunity to learn about each other because now I know if you're in a bind, Sam is always willing to take a take a pit stop in Uranus. Hey, anything for a friend. Yeah, packing the fudge, baby. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's pretty much when I went off the cliff and the wife started hating cigars because it's all I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, I was spending, you know, absurd amounts of fucking money compared to our income on it. And, um, that's when I decided I loved the podcast and wanted to kind of do my own because I didn't have any family members or friends other than my father in Florida that smoked cigars. And I quickly passed him up. Like, you know, mm -hmm. what my dad liked all the time was, um, uh, the Cohibas, uh, he liked the Ave Maria's. And he liked Rocky Patel and Ooh. like anything that I went to talk to him about past that, he just had no clue. Yeah. And he was comfortable in that space you'll find a lot of cigar smokers when they find what they like, they get comfortable and they're just happy to stay there. They don't have any time for what's new or what's different or what your opinion is. And that's cool. There's definitely a lot of subsects of cigar smokers when it comes to, you know, how much they're interested in checking other shit out. Yeah. I, I envy anybody like that i wish i could just find a stick and be like oh this is good no i am i'm very much okay what am i drinking what am i eating what am i doing you know yeah. i'm in a pissy mood give me a you know give me something with a lot of pepper and a lot of punch or you know i'm gonna have a glenfiddich 12 give me a cheap crappy peppery stick to go with it and just bounce off of the smoothness of that you know it for me it's all a decision based on a hundred other things and don't get me wrong I, I consume a lot of cigars, so I've I've had my experience with the dog walkers and the lawn mowers and the snow blowers, and you know just the stick to get you to the stick you want to smoke later on whenever you want to you know make a a, a chore um, less of a chore less grueling. <laughs> so I mean I could definitely tell you what cigars you could jump on right now and find on Cigar Bid at the three dollar price range that are going to be decent enough quality to get you to the cigar you want to smoke. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, you know, like I said before, there's, I mean, there's, there's a taste palette out there for everything. Yes. Right. So like, it is not something that it's, it's, you know, a one size fits all. I might hate something. You might love it. Yep. I don't like infused cigars. No, uh, they man. sell more infused cigars than anything else because they're more approachable to the average person than something like this. It's why there's more people that drink Jack and Coke than drink Glenfiddich. Um, it's it's a niche. It's and friendly. There are clicks in that niche and niches in that niche. Um, but yeah, I mean, I quickly just kind of passed him up. Didn't have uh, any any buddies that were in that. Uh, that realm of like uh, somebody that I could share my enthusiasm for my hobby with. And I thought, you know, at least interacting with that podcast on a regular basis, you know, typing emails in and listening to the show and, and getting to learn about it was something that intrigued me and kept me going. 
Um, but, you know, deep down, I always wanted to do this because I like to talk. I love cigars and I like to do both. I like to talk about cigars and there's not a ton of people out there that are interested in listening in my area. There's not a lot of people that, that share my knowledge level. And so it was like, this was always a project that I wanted to do. Uh, but mostly I was set back by having the free time to do it. Absolutely. Uh, I was only able to transition into really getting it off the ground this year because I changed jobs finally got out of the oil field thank god my last day was january 2nd um and uh, that's why we're here talking now because otherwise it was like okay i could do this shit uh you know i could build up the gear i could set up the space i could slowly work on the music um but at the end of the day i couldn't call somebody up and be like hey let's get together friday and record a show because i wouldn't know where i was going to be on friday yep exactly yeah i don't i got out of that life for exactly that reason I mean, the money was great. I can never complain about that. Um, you know, a lot of hours, but you got paid by the hour, so never hurt my feelings. But it was nice to go home occasionally. And, um, like, for me, I got out. My wife and I were planning on starting a family. So I got out before we started the family to make sure that we liked each other enough because uh, until that point, we had never – I don't think we'd ever gone a full week where, like, we slept next to each other every night. I mean, we went two and a half years where she was in China and I was in Afghanistan. Which, of course, thank you for your service. Uh, Sam has a, a history of military service in his background as well. I'm sure that we'll get uh, pieces of that as we go on and get to know him a little bit better. Um, but I was actually the opposite for the oil field. So I started everything in my life young. I was uh, 21 years old when my daughter was born, married at 21 years old. Uh, when my wife got pregnant, I was working at a gas station. Oof. And so it was like, okay, you just turned 21. You got a pregnant wife. You got a kid on the way. Time to grow up and figure things out. And so uh, for me, the oil field was a blessing in terms of it allowed my wife to stay home with the kids. And it allowed me to scrape by and on one income and provide that life. And, and when I was off, we were able to do a lot of really cool things and a lot of fun things. But the bottom line was when you're working two and a half times more hours per week than the average person, it just, you, you, you get used to it, but it burns you out and yeah. you want time for yourself and time for a life. And I'm happy that uh, I'm finally at a place over 10 years later that I get to do that. Yeah, where you get to set back and actually reap some of the benefits of your, your investment. I mean, that's really all it is, right? You invested, you sold all of your time to get your money to get to the point where now you're like, okay, now I get to sit back. I'm not putting my feet up, but I'm not wearing my boots all day. You get to get that reprieve occasionally. I, I feel like you're in a similar place right now professionally too where you're like, okay, I did my time. And now I'm going to sit back and enjoy a little bit of the benefit of doing it um, without having to put everything into it. I'm far more than I think you even realize, but I don't even have a real job right now. I pick up side work for a friend, helping him write content for educational software. I'm a full-time student. I take care of my kids for five hours a day while my wife works. I mean, she's got the only big kid job in the house now. Uh, it was time to get out of what I was doing. And, uh, once I got out of that, it was like, well, what do I want to do when I get big? You know, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm going to uh, college for the first time. So, Hell yeah. But yeah, give it a shot. 
And one of those part-time work uh, jobs that you picked up um, was for a buddy of mine, uh, Dave, over at Leaning House Cigars. So um, if you do uh, live in that area, you can find Sam there on what, Mondays and Saturdays most days? Yeah, I'm there Mondays 9 to 5, and I'm there Saturdays 5 to 9. So it's the complete opposites. Well, I, uh, I creeped out on your Facebook a little bit before I went to meet you because, you know, I was like, oh, who, who's the guy I'm, right. I'm going to, to, to potentially invite into my home? And like 90% of your Facebook posts are like, hey, come hang out and talk with me over at the Leaning House. Come grab yep. a cup of coffee. And I was like, okay, well, I know where this guy is a couple of days a week. And Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on posting, but when I do, it's usually just, hey, come see me. That, that's, <laughs> that's about it. Fair enough. Uh, we're going to have to get into the habit of probably interacting a little bit more, assuming anybody actually ever picks up and listens to this. Um, but uh, so what's what's going on over there at the Leaning House? You guys have anything people are excited about in there right now? Any new sticks, anything like that? Uh, Dave just got in the Blackworks Intergalactics. Okay, that they, is the one that he, he told me that I might want to mention. Super limited, I hear. Incredibly rare, and I haven't had one yet. So oh. I can't even talk about it yet. That's kind of bullshit, Dave. What is up with that, man? you got to take care of your people. I haven't had it either, um, but Dave does have them in stock right now. Um, depending on when you're listening to this show, this is January 21st, 2022. Uh, so if you're listening to this on February 21st, you probably missed your shot. Um, but if you're, you're catching us right away, uh, do us a favor, go stop in, go in on Monday or Saturday, say hi to Sam. If Dave's there, you know, give him a hello, tell him the cigar junkie sent you over and, uh, grab one of those sticks and try it out. Yeah. Come in, have one with me. I mean, I don't know when this is going out, but if anybody's there on the 22nd with me, I'll be having my first one then. There you go. Another, uh, another cherry break yes. for Sam, the man, lots of firsts in your life. Right oh, now. buddy. I am all about the new cigar every time you know as long as it's a reasonably priced new cigar i'm gonna give it a shot fair enough i'm not buying the 25 dollars stick just because it's rare yeah i'll i'll step up into the 16 range um occasionally uh but most of the time i'd say that i find myself smoking 12 and under yeah. um which fortunately is a price point that you can get an amazing cigar at. Absolutely. Right. The, the the price tag on a cigar does not guarantee you anything that you're going to like it. Some of um, the most highly thought of cigars uh, in the communities out there that are in the upwards of $30 are not for me. They're not my, they're not my flavor profile and they're not my palate. Like I can tell this is a quality, amazing cigar. But if I get one past my way, I'll pass them off to somebody else that I know that likes them. And like people that I respect, hey, man, this is amazing. I'll take them off your hands anytime you want. I know that the quality's there. I know that the flavor's there for somebody that likes that flavor. I don't like, um, and I'm not shitting on anybody because I'm telling you right off the bat, it's not for me. It doesn't mean that it's not for a lot of other people. But like Davidoff does not have a flavor profile that interests me. Oh. I've always thought of Davidoff as kind of an old man cigar flavor profile, like, you know, like uh, a real drying, you know, like, uh, I don't even know, uh, like a, always kind of like a dusty, grassy taste to me that, that didn't get me going. And like, clearly, that's one of the most successful cigar brands yeah. in the world and one of the most luxurious cigar brands in the world. And there's people out there that are lining up for them. But, you know, it's there's a there's an ass for every seat, and my ass doesn't fit in that one. Yeah, I I enjoy a couple of the Davidoffs. I hate to say I enjoy them, 
and I don't buy them because of the price tag. But you know, with with those for me, it's the fact that every one of them I've had always tastes the same as the consistency is huge. It, it, they're always I always know what I'm going to get. They always burn perfect. They and you know, grab one of their uh, grab one of their any of their Connecticut's a, a, any light wrapper on those, and it's going to be a smooth. Like re- the, just the wrapper to look at it and feel it is amazing. They oh, just for sure. they have the oh, the quality control is absolutely there. That being said, I'm one of the weird people from what I've gathered that likes a full 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 body cigar. Oh yeah, and I a love light. a really light Connecticut. Fair enough. Yeah, I would I would say that's where we split off right because I am full body. You give me a pissed off Kristoff, an LFD Digger Lajero, uh you know, you can give me a Camacho, Triple Maduro. Not necessarily what they are now, but before Camacho sold off. I don't know if you ever had any of the uh, the pre-sales. Not. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> so, you know Sam Lucia. Yes. All right. So, this is kind of a funny story. So, in my early days of smoking cigars, probably when I was... A, a lot of what you could owe... What I owe to being here now to the level of junkie that I am for this hobby is because of that piece of shit. (laughs) So check it out. I'm on Craigslist because I was whenever I was laid off from from work, I I find shit on there all the time for free. Turn around and sell it like I made mega bucks just turning shit over because I had nothing better to do than hit refresh on my phone all day. So. I go in the barter section all the time because I don't have any money. Right. But I'm like, I got stuff. So, like, maybe you got a cool thing that you don't want, and I got a cool thing that I don't want, and we switch off. So, I'm I'm cruising Craigslist one day in the barter section, and I see this post. It says, uh, uh, cigar collection, over $10,000 worth of cigars. Uh, we'll trade one box. We'll trade, you know, fucking a whole lot, whatever you want to do. Wow. Um, you know, this. these are the things that I'm interested in. So I'm like, all right. So I hit this guy up, and I'm like, what do I got that interests you? And, you know, I have this old BC Rich Mockingbird NJ Series guitar um, that I had. It was my second guitar I ever got. I think I was 16 years old when I got it. My favorite, my favorite guitar. Love that thing. But the electronics were pretty shot. And so I'd picked up something else, and it was collecting dust in a storage room. And so he was all about, like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take it and fix it up. I'm like, okay, I'll bring it over. Show me what, you know, what you'll give me because I got no way of knowing what the value is on either. And so he starts just pulling out boxes for me. And, you know, here's a box of pre-sale Camacho Triple Maduro. Here's a couple Opus X. Here's some Canes. Here's some Olivas. Um, you know, try this, try that. What do you like? Gurkhas. He kind of laughs at me. Okay, try some of this stuff. We'll get you in the right direction. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And I was, you know, guy's name's Sam. I had no idea who he is. He's like, Google me when you get home. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, that's like a ballsy thing to say yeah. to somebody, right? Like, this guy's living in Pittsburgh area. Like, nice home. Dope-ass fucking uh, uh, cigar cave garage that he's got set up and shit and, like, cool stuff everywhere. Like, definitely the kind of guy you want to hang out with, the guy you want to be. But, like, Google me is, like, a big statement. It's kind of a dick move. And so I get home at Google, and I'm like, wow, this guy's fucking in the industry. He's for real. And meanwhile, one of the boxes that he gave me was a box of his own cigars. He gave me some of the blacks, some of the whites, and I think a box of the luchadors. Um 
Like, he loaded me up with cigars. He treated me real good nice. for the trade that I gave him because that guitar was in some sorry shape. He ended up refinishing it, stripping it down and everything. Um, but Sam is the one that turned me from premium cigars to, like, premium cigars. Yes. Like, real Set you on hardcore the right path. cigars. And, you know, aged Opus Xs that probably some of these guys out here listening to us would, like, kill their brother for, you know. And I had no idea. I'm just smoking them all down. Like, let's see what I like. And I was like, oh, this Opus one's pretty good. And oh, yeah, these are fantastic. I didn't know this because it was sitting in the humidor for 10 years, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it, so this box of Camacho Triple Maduro, there's like two missing. And I'm like, I really like this stick. I'm going to smoke this one. I'm like pounding through this box in like six weeks or something. And and I'm, I'm at work one day and I was like, okay, I got time for a cigar. Like, I'm going to go out on the lease road. It's a nice summer night. Yep. I'm in West Virginia, middle of fucking nowhere. My duties are taken care of. I got an hour. I'm going to burn this cigar. And uh, it was that, uh, I forget what the, the name is. There's a particular Camacho or, uh, or uh, Aroa size that they did was like 1118s or something like that. Um, this specific to them. And I think that's what the box was. And I'm like sitting there smoking a cigar, having a good time, looking at the, my watch, like I'm going to have to go take some reading soon to so start puffing a little bit faster. And all of a sudden, man, like my face must have been green because that cigar was so <laughs> fucking strong, dude. Triple Maduro. And like this thing was so balls to wall in your face. And like I'm turning green, dude. Wow. Like, uh, I, I, and it was like uh, I had to stop and put it down. There were a couple other situations I ran into that. You smoke that thing a little bit too quick, and you're going to be looking for a candy bar or something to try to even yourself out because that nicotine just punches you in the gut. That's the Jacob's Ladder for me from Southern Draw. Fantastic stick. There's only a couple sticks that I can't smoke on an empty stomach, and yeah. that is two of them. Yeah, and 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 that's that's a good one. Uh, I've had it as well. Um, I you know, Southern Draw. This is probably four or five years ago. Was like okay, never heard of them. They got a gimmicky box, and the box is cool as shit. If you haven't seen the Southern Draw boxes, particularly the Jacob's Ladder, like the thing opens like a ladder. It's it's dope as shit. Like it has like a swiveling hinges on it that opens in like three pieces. Uh, I don't know if they're still I don't doing know it. If they still it do. It probably that. got like a little bit too cost prohibitive yeah. for them to keep doing it, but Trying it was dope as shit. And that was kind of what drew me to it. Yeah. To like, oh, that's fucking cool. Because you, if you're picking from a room full of cigars that you don't know, go for what's you pretty. You pretty, pretty draws you in. And and listen, you might say that that's a gimmick, but the way I look at it is, this is not a single sense hobby it's no. not a single sense lifestyle you're not just doing it for taste you're doing it for how it looks you're doing it for how it smells you're doing it you're paying attention to how the wrapper feels how the ash feels um and part of it is the art it's an art form and the art of the box should be worthy of the cigar that exactly. you're smoking um so you know like there are some guys that know how to do one or the other, and there's some guys that know how to do both. And if you know how to do both, you get bonus points from me. Yeah, I mean, that's – I look at it like this. If you're willing to spend the time to actually design that box and make something unique and cool and put the work in and the effort in, then chances are you were willing to put it into the, the cigar too. Well, now, and now there's I'm, a difference. Yeah, but there is straight gimmick also. Well, you got a company like Gurkha that understands that 
people are drawn to packaging and that's trendy and cool. And so what you get is them putting all this effort into the box and then they don't have their own factory. Right. They have 30 factories making different cigars for them that each one probably makes a handful of different lines for them. And it's like, here's a pretty box, throw some cigars in there. Sometimes they'll draw, sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll burn, sometimes they won't. But God damn it, that box is pretty. I can honestly say I've never had a Gurkha. Never even had one. Because I've heard nothing but horror stories, and there's so many others that I want to try. And and here's the thing, too. Another reason that you could tell that they're on that uh, gimmick train is if you look it up, Gurkha's the most expensive cigar in the world. Right. They make the most expensive one. They also make the cheapest, shittiest ones right. in the world. And just because Bill Clinton has a big head and you know wants to put a $400 cigar into... Uh, you know, Monica's uh, uh, secret cigar sleeve. Right, put it in the vault. Doesn't mean, uh, you know, that it's an amazing cigar. I'll never know because I'm never going to have a 400 bucks or a grand to lay down on one. But I can tell you by their other products that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to buy a Davidoff just because of the price tag. Yep. They look at it and go, okay, this is the most expensive cigar you have in the store. That's the one I'm going to smoke because box. that's me. I got to have the most expensive. It does not mean it's the best. And it, you know, it does not mean jack shit. It's just the price tag. But some people buy specifically for the price tag. Some buy high, some buy low, but it's a way of, you know, sectioning off the crowd. Um, but man, they do put out a lot of good swag, Gurkha. I mean, I've oh, got yeah. a backpack that's dope as shit. I've got combat knife. I've got a travel humidor. I've got everything Gurkha you can think of except for their cigars. <laughs> I have not really, because I haven't even tried them, I've not gotten into any of their swag, none of it. I, I don't know. Just when I hear this much negativity towards a brand, I can't even force myself to do it as giveaways. Yeah, fair enough. At that point, I mean, I have sticks that I, you know, I have two boxes at the house, my box and, and the one I share. My brother-in-law, this is a little bit of a, an off tangent, but my brother-in-law would not watch Game of Thrones forever. Would not watch <laughs> Game of Thrones. Like, because he saw a couple of episodes in the middle and was like, I don't get it. Because he didn't watch it from the beginning or building up a big right. story. But so, you know, we all super into Game of Thrones, loved it. And of course, spoiler alert, it falls off a fucking cliff at the Sucks. end. So, but he still was like, okay, now he started watching because of like all these years later about how everyone loved this show, ran out of shit to watch, was like, I'm going to watch this. Got super into it like everyone else, knowing that everybody was disappointed with the end, Think walking into it, thinking how bad could it be? And now... Two weeks later, he's still, every time I talk to him, like, what the fuck? Why? Why did they do this? They screwed it up. And it's like, that's where you are with the Gurkhas, right? Right. Like, you're, but you're smart enough to, to understand what's going on around you and go like, oh, okay, I don't need that disappointment in my life. When I run out of new things to try, I'll try Gurkha. So let's um, cycle back to the Aladino yes. Corojo, uh, the, 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 uh, sorry, not the Corojo Reserve, but the Vintage Selection Rothschild. And uh, what, what are your, your thoughts getting about three quarters of the way through this uh, first, first try on this cigar? So almost immediately when I got into like the second third, I got that mushroom that you, you kind of prepped me for it. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, it, it was in, in my mind. It definitely got that strong mushroom to it. But there's a, a salty finish on this stick. I really like sticks that do that. There's only a handful of them out there that I've had that give me that sensation. I, I love when they do. Um, I can't remember the name of it. The Red Label Placencia. Absolutely. Next time you're down the shop, grab one of those. It has that same sensation about a third of the way in, and mm-hmm. it just amps up as you go through it, uh, which this is doing the same thing. I mean, th- this stick in a you know a, a Toro format, I bet you would be. So the Toro is good, but like we talked about, it's a, it's not the same cigar, R- right? And that's the unfortunate thing is because he was just stockpiling these. They threw it together, so it doesn't have the Corojo wrapper underneath of the Habano wrapper that this one does. So, um, first of all, I did not mention at the beginning of the show uh, these cigars are only six bucks a piece. Yeah. And they come in a cabinet of 50, which is a big buy. But, like, I was buying a handful of these every time I'd walk into a shop that had them. And I was going through them like popcorn. And like I said, the cool thing about this stick is we're 52 minutes into the show. We probably cut and light about 48 or so. But, like, you know, if you really wanted to smoke this slow, like I said, you can get over an hour of it easy. Yeah, I'm, But you I'm could go smoke. 45 minutes, too, like... Um, you could, it's, it's a smaller format, so you don't feel bad if you finish up a little bit early, you got to put it down, but the price point is really what makes this such a standout. It's a cigar that I love. It's not quite on the same level for me as the box press Figurado on the Corojo Reserva line. Um, but for quality to money, the value is incredible. Yeah. I mean, but would you think twice spending 150 bucks on 20 of these? Oh, for sure not. So, so like you know, that's people. This is my second second cabinet of fifty, and I'll be going on knocking on Dave's door here probably in the next week if I can scrape the cash together and say, all right, let's do another one. Yeah, I mean, I I see guys do it. You know, they'll look at a box. I'm like, man, that's three hundred bucks. I'm like, well, it's three hundred bucks, but it's fifty sticks. Or, you know, oh man, that that why is that box two hundred and fifty? You know, well, it's got twenty five in it, not mm-hmm. twenty. Like, don't you know because it's not standard, which used to bother me. Now I've put the time in that I don't actually have to think about it. But, you know, it used to be like, you'd be looking through and be like, man, that, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. Well, it's not a good deal. There's only 10 sticks in that box. Mm-hmm. And I, I see people get and listen, really upset doing that. A box of 10 is nice, too. It's appro- approachable. Yeah. Like, the, bo- the, the box press Figurado and the, the Reserva line is $16. Right. So I, I'm probably not going to go to a store and buy a box of 20 or a box of 24 of those. Uh, it's 16 bucks a pop, but a $160 box of cigars is a very reasonable price for a box of cigars too, right? So like if you haven't bought boxes, if that's not your gig, if you know you like a cigar, the pro move is to get the box. First of all, not everybody knows, but you're probably going to get like a 10% discount. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, some places are more, some places are less, but you're going to get a discount on the box and you're actually getting the packaging. So you're getting more product at a lower price. Yep. And if you haven't done it, the experience of taking a box home that's your own box and opening that box and getting the aroma, particularly yes. if it's a cedar box, man, and you open it up and that experience is worth cash by itself. Um, you know, it, it, it's definitely the way to go. Um, if you don't have a humidor that can that can hold a box or whatever, put a Bovita pack in it. Or step up your game and, and, and you know, always buy a bigger humidor than you think you need because in most people's cases, uh, you know, you're going to find yourself outgrowing it. I'm the opposite. 
the longer I get into it, the the less cigars I can hold on to because I'll smoke them as fast as I could buy them. Um, oh, see, I have so. sticks everywhere. I have them in my buddy's humidor at his house because he smokes faster than he can fill. He's got a 500-count do. He smokes faster than he can go through them. And, uh, you know, so I'm always like, hey, can you put these two or three boxes in there? That's yeah. the way I drink, but it's not the way I smoke. Oh. I'll, I'll sit here and burn through cigars all night and just not pay any attention to it because that's what I'm digging. I might have one drink, might have two drinks, uh, but I could go through five or six cigars in a night, no problem. I may or may not have polished a, about two-thirds of a bottle of Macallan off the other night and didn't even realize I did it. That was just... It was a in sad all fairness, night. McAllen makes it real easy. Oh, McAllen yeah. is smooth, man. And it was the sherry cask. Okay. So it really just, it's like water. Is and that, what year is it, the 12? The 12. Yeah. Man, I, my buddy come over a couple years ago. It was the first time I seen him in a long time. We were hanging on the deck, having a good time. I was like, fuck it, man. Like, the way I look at alcohol and special bottles and stuff like that, sometimes the night makes the drink or the cigar special, but sometimes yes. an average night could be made special by a special drink or a special cigar. And so I said, okay, I haven't seen this guy in a while. Let's make it a special night. So, you know, I pull out a bottle of Macallan 15. At the end of the night, I'm going to put shit away, and there's like one inch left in You're the like, bottom of that oh, bottle. No. We like polished it off. And it's like, it's not the worst price scotch out there for the price it's amazing it beats out a lot of the yep. 18s and the 21s but you're still talking about 150 160 dollar bottle of scotch and I, you know it, I, I shrugged my shoulders because it's like i don't give a shit about the money as soon as it but at the same the time i'm not a drinker like i don't put away a lot of booze so right. i look at the end of the night and i was like god damn we drank a lot of scotch and you know we were round in the cabinet and drinking other shit too so it's not like that we were it was exclusive rough. yeah uh but, I mean, th that's an example of a night that I always remember because, man, we polished off that bottle almost the whole way in that couple hours that we were hanging out. And it might have just been another night of hanging out with somebody I haven't seen in a while and catching up. But it's like, man, you know, you put an exclamation point on it by, by pulling out something special, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have I have a couple uh, scotches at the house, the Corey Vrecken. That's one of the ones that I keep for just like that. I like the name. The Corey Vrecken. It's Ardbeg's Corey Vrecken. Ooh, it is delicious. If you like anything Ardbeg, you will love this more. Hell yeah. Um, I do like Ardbeg. I will have Give it next time I, I swing by. Next time we do this, I'll bring it over and you can uh, get that experience. I don't want to advertise it, but uh, maybe maybe we'll give you a little little taste. Uh, wet your whistle for our local unicorn here uh, before you take off too. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Like I said, this is a go-to for me. There's no surprise that I like this cigar. I smoke it all the time. Dave calls up and orders a box. Rep immediately knows. Trey's like, "This is for Corey, isn't it?" Like that's a true story. Like freaking, he called and ordered one he box might be wrong for here, me, and. Uh, and, and Trey's like, this is for Corey. And he's like, how'd you know that? And he's like, well, I know my customers in that area. And any Corey's the one that, that powers through the cigars. And, like, again, I'm not trying to, you know, ruin my, uh, uh, my share and, and make right. them less available. But at the same time, man, like, the it. quality of this cigar for six bucks is so absurd. Especially if you're buying by the box and you get a discount on it's them. A it's a friendly format, It's too. an absurd value. And, and again, it's, it's a, you know, I can smoke two of these in a night and feel fine. Or three of them still come in under a Davidoff. Still come in right about where I'd be on a Liga Pravada number nine. Had three cigars. 
Um, or I could smoke one of them if I don't have the time to do anything else. I could take a couple puffs of it, put it down, take, you know, light it back up the next day. I've done it. They're still good. It's a, it, you know, it, it just works for me all the way around. And that's why it's definitely a go to. Uh, I'm glad you like it too. Of yeah, course, fantastic. you know, Sam has never had this cigar. And, and another disclaimer I want to put out there much as I might like to suck them off uh, during this broadcast, we are not sponsored. Uh, paid, influenced in any way uh, by Aladito. Yeah, no. Uh, At this point, we don't have one listener, so nobody's paying us shit for nothing. Nobody's giving us anything for free. I'm just enthusiastic about the brand. I like the story. I like the people behind it, and I love the product. Um, So, you know, if you think that I've got an ulterior motive here, uh, you know, like, shit, give me a sponsorship. You know, (laughs) like, you want to give me... I'll smoke an Aladino every fucking day. I'll put a banner behind me on this show. We'll do whatever we got to do here. You want to give me them free sticks? Husto, if you're listening, I'll take them. Yes. But as of right now, I'm not on the I'm not on the payroll. Yeah, no, not at all. And I, I will say this though, I'm not going to plug something I don't like at all. I mean, I am for the most part despise Olivas, but I've been pushing the 135s like crazy. They're a fantastic stick if you haven't had them. Like they. It's just a great cigar. I've always liked Oliva. Oliva has the type of quality that anything you light from them, you know, is going to meet a certain level. Right. So I think there's definitely some top 25 list overhype uh, for the V Milanio. Yes. That stick was not, didn't ever did anything for me. But like, I'll smoke a Siri G Maduro or a Siri O Maduro all day long. Their Master Blends 3, I think, is incredible. I, Even yeah, their I wasn't Connecticut. A fan of the, I was not a fan of the Master Blends 3. Uh, the Master Blends 3 really reminds me a lot of uh, the Rocky Patel Decade. Um, and that is probably the cigar I like most in that 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 run, other than the, I like the 15th anniversary. Yeah. No, I, um, I'm not a big rocky patel guy i do like rockies those are um, the only two i like actually believe it or not so like as far as rocky patel is goes to me and again i'm not dissing the guy the yeah. brand anything i love the guy and what he does for our industry uh but most of his lines kind of taste like mcdonald's to me oh you wow. know what i mean it's like they're okay and like yeah. if i'm in a pinch i'll grab one but the only couple that really stand out to me is like okay this is a cigar that I really enjoy smoking are those couple of formats, and that's the decade and the fifteenth. Yeah, no, uh, the ALRs and the ALR twos. Limited and rare. Yes, I believe I had one. I don't. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. I get some care packages and stuff like that around, so um, I'll probably give that one a, a shot next time I'm in the store. It might have been a price point. I don't remember what the yeah. I think the they're. Comes I, in I think at. they're 12 to 15. Yeah, it's reasonable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, not a, not a scary price, but that's actually that. The ALR2 is the stick that got me out of, I'm just trying everything to, okay, I really need to pay attention here because this stick is amazing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, and it's gone down since my palate's broadened and I've tried so many more things, but it's still on my list of, you know, top sticks. And I'd say, like, you, you were going towards, you know, they have, most of their line doesn't suit you, but they have such an expansive line There's that they have something sticks. to suit everybody. For sure. And the only brand that I can say that I've not had a stick from them that I I didn't love was Tatawahe. Everything Fair Tatawahe enough. that I've had has been fantastic. And I don't think they need anybody pushing them either. The fanboys no. for Tatawahe uh, are out the door. Yeah. And um, I mean, the, the Blackworks, I haven't gone through their whole line yet, but he's he's getting 
pretty sure he's going to be on the same level as Tatawa here soon. Cool. Well, I will tell you guys out there listening to this too. We're never going to intentionally bring on a cigar under the show to shit on it. Like, no. if if I if you have an idea for a cigar that I don't like, or uh, I have one that you don't like, we're not going to smoke that because yeah. you know, for a lot of people, this is their baby; it's their life's work. Um, and like I said, there's an ass for every seat. Yes. There are probably more people that enjoy the stuff that I don't than than do. Um, but we're we're trying to talk about the things that we enjoy on this show. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. If there's a cigar out here that I haven't had, we try it on the show, and it's not into me. I'll say, hey, this isn't this one isn't for me. Right. Um, you know, uh, construction problems, things like that, quality issues aside. Yeah. And and you you got to smoke at least two to be able to give an educated opinion, right? Cause it's a handmade product. There could be a bad one in every batch. Um, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm not going to bring a product on here to bash it. No, We're going to yeah. try to pick up the stuff we like and say, Hey, this is what we enjoy. Try it out. If, uh, if your palate doesn't line with ours, that's cool. Um, no worries. We're not out here to push sticks or, um, have an agenda, but I, you know, I, I don't want any negativity to be, uh, you know, a primary focal point of the show. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, for me, the, so I got into sticks because I needed time. My, my, my wife pushed me to get into cigars, uh, so that I would carve out that time for myself each day. So to me, if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to smoke a cigar that I don't enjoy because I have triplets. I have rental properties. I have things going on. I don't have time to waste on a stick I don't like. If I'm going to spend some time, you know, sit down and commit to it, I want to commit to something I'm going to enjoy. And if not, you know, I brought my travel humidor. If I wasn't a fan of this stick, I wasn't going to finish it. Dive into something else. Yep. And that's actually some really poignant advice from Sam the Man. Uh, If you think cigars are too expensive, look into therapy. Because therapy is expensive, and cigars are cheap therapy, man. Um, you know, uh, if if you're one of those people out there that think, "Oh, I like this, but it's not good for me," people want to, you know, make it look like, uh, you know, it's it's the devil, you know, fucking old uh, Bobby Boucher's yeah. mom. It's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cigars, man. Like, there's nothing added to the cigars uh, except if it's a premium, true premium cigar. If it's not infused, it's tobacco and water and protecting yeah. uh that's it man there, there's nothing else added to it and um the monograph number nine uh research uh study that they did actually proves um that one to two cigars a day will actually probably uh make your life longer yeah and it, it uh, relaxes you you're less likely to get cancer to have heart problems now just like anything else if you go overboard and you're going into it hardcore, you're you're smoking a particular product, like, yeah, I mean, there's exceptions to every rule. But for me, it relaxes me. It, yeah. I, I, you know, got a lot of stress in my life, um, and, and part of the reason I smoked so many cigars when I was in the oil field, I've actually laid off uh, in the last few weeks since I've gotten out, is because, man, it's like, you just need something to help you cope. Yep. And cigars have been that for me. It's been a way for me to go, okay, I'm going to set side, some time aside for myself. I'm going to not worry about the bills, not worry about my boss breathing down my neck, not worry about how far I got to drive out tomorrow, how shitty the weather is going to be. I'm going to be stuck in all day. It's just a time to go, 
It's about me. It's about what I'm tasting. It's about what I'm feeling. It's about who I'm having a conversation with, the people that I'm surrounded by. And um, I think that's the most beautiful thing about it. It's an equalizer. It's a it's a it's a luxury product that anybody can afford. Um, yep. You know, you can have a plumber and a stockbroker sitting on the same couch in a cigar lounge bullshitting about their local team. Those guys are never going to talk outside of that lounge. Nor should they. Right. They, they, they just let them enjoy that time together, and they go in. They're buddies when they're in there. You know, when, when I see Jim, I'm here to talk to Jim about this, this, and this, and get it off my chest, and he's going to bitch about this, this, and this, and that's going to be the end of it. It's done. It's over. And that's that's what transitioned me from just carving out a little time to, you know, spending a good bit of it's time. A and, and then sliding into working, you know, with Dave and, you know, down at the Leaning House. I go down there because I like to hear about other people. Like, oh, I yeah. go down, I just want to talk to you. I just want to hear you chit-chat at me. Tell me about what you got going on. Just, you know, I love that and i love pairing anything so smoked meats bourbons all that you know you I'm, look like a meat smoker oh hey we already talked about uranus dude we're not going there yeah we will we'll keep it to one one orifice yeah. at a time right uh but that is ideally if there's one thing i want for this this, this show it is maybe you don't have a cigar lounge near you Maybe you don't have other cigar smokers in your life. Maybe you're like me and you didn't have the time or the money to spend in the lounge. Um, you're missing a big part of what the cigar lifestyle is and it's conversations with yes. people. It's the people that you're spending the time smoking with. And if you don't have that in your life, I hope this show can be that for you. So please do not hesitate. Hit us up at the cigar junkies at gmail.com. Find us on the Facebook group, the cigar junkies podcast and get involved. Talk to us, please get involved. We want to provide that experience for the people that don't get it because if you're not, you're missing it. You're missing out. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. And so you know, we haven't talked about this at all yet and might not work out us talking about it now even, but like, what do you think we'll smoke next time? That way, anybody who hears this before they listen to the next episode will know what we're smoking and they can smoke it with us. I, and I'm, I'm all about that. Um, why don't we, you, you got access to the shop yeah, and, uh, you get a little bit more buzz about what's going on. What's new. Uh, I've been in a little bit of a rut of smoking the same thing just cause I found something that I love that I could afford. Uh, so we'll, we'll leave it to you. You call it right now. You uh, call it. We'll, we'll smoke it. I want something that's available to everybody. Easy to get a hold of. Let's do, uh, we'll, let's do Romacraft, uh, Neanderthal or Cro-Magnum. Let's go with the Neanderthal. All I right. think I've done the Cro-Magnum more than I have the Neanderthal. So we'll do the Romacraft. Uh, and don't uh, remember the sizes. Um, I want to make sure we give fair route here. Um, we'll go with something. Um, honestly, I, I don't care. Um, you know, uh, uh, Roma Craft, Skip Martin, and Mike Rosales, they put out good cigars. I'm sure that we'll Absolutely. get a burn out of them. Uh, another thing that you're going to notice about this show is that um, we don't have a time format. When It's not something we talked about. It's not something I care about. As long as the conversation's moving along and we're enjoying ourselves, cool. So a lot of it will be dictated um, by the flow of the show. And, um, you know, probably by the length of the cigar. 
and uh, how long it takes us to get through them. Uh, we might set aside a day where we're going to try a couple of things back to back, or we might say, hey, we're going to smoke this one and smoke that one. Um, but for the time being, you know, don't expect this show to fall into a normal, hey, this is going to be a 45-minute show, this will be an hour, this will be two hours, whatever it ends up being, it'll be. And uh, maybe maybe we'll get to a place where we think that there's a format we want to try to stick to, but right now I'm not nailing it down. No, yeah, d- nothing fixed. So, yeah, I'm not going to pick a size. Pick pick a size of the Neanderthals because that's I was thinking about it as I started trying to look it up. They're really consistent as far as across the, the formats. They, so, they, they're not blending to the, um, to the Robusto or the Toro or anything like that. No, they I mean, pre- you, keep it pretty consistent. You're going to get some crossover for the, the wrapper variation. So, like, you know, on a thinner cigar, you have less wrapper, you know. Why don't we sh- shoot for... Um, uh, if, we, if you think about it, we'll go for like maybe a Toro size. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's aim for Robusto Toro somewhere in there. Are you so? Do you tend towards Robustos or Toros? I, I generally tend toward um, the longer the cigar, the more uh, interested I am because uh, I don't like the the Rothschild aside is nice because it, I'll smoke one for a short period or I'll grab another one if I'm doing, you know, right. like I got more time to sit. So like it, it's cool. Cause they're inexpensive. So I could rapid fire them if I want to, but typically, um, I would probably go toward a Toro, although I lean a little bit lighter on ring gauge. So I'm not a fan of, I used to like sixties. I don't like sixties. Sixties are just a little bit I did big same for thing. comfort. That's funny you say that. I think it's probably because when earlier in your cigar smoking career, we'll call it, uh, it's perceived value, right? That's you true. look at a cigar yeah. and you think, oh, how much more tobacco am I getting for another fifty cents or another dollar to go up the size to the six by sixty a gordo? That's going to last me longer. Blah 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 blah. But right. eventually, you start to whittle it down to okay. This is what I think is comfortable. This is my priority. I care more about the taste. I care more about the the length of the smoke for me. Um, but typically, I like longer because I want to sit down and enjoy a cigar for a long period of time. Um, actually, the um, uh, <laughs> I got this little makeshift box here, but they got the coffin box right there uh, from the Aladino patent, which is basically just the normal Aladino brand, but it's like an eight inch. Uh, oh, wow. by 50 something and it's the cigar that i grabbed for a campfire or for a poker game because i know i'm going to be smoking a lot of cigars so it's one less cut in light yep um but yeah man i, I i'm not going to go to a robusto uh too often if uh i'm in the store looking at a particular brand i'm going to probably settle in on the toro um unless it's something that i've skated around a little bit and it's like okay i do have a favorite like i like the corona better yeah. or um it, you know, uh, in some cases, you might like the Toro, the Churchill is the one, or uh, the Lancero. I do right. tend to like a Lancero, and I love them. So I'm falling more in love with them lately. You hear a lot of people go. The problem with Lanceros used to be that a lot of them wouldn't draw because you have to have a good roller to make a ring gauge that small, the blend right. right, for it to still draw and perform and be a good cigar. And to be honest with you, I haven't bumped into that. And I think it's probably just because there's so much competition of good cigars out there in the last 10 years yeah. that that you can't really get away with having cigars that don't draw. So I think Lanceros have you know developed a little bit better in their consistency. Um, but I, I, I can't think of a, a Lancero that I've had that has like been a bad experience. So, I mean, it's, it's good for me. I like a small ring gauge. 
Um, I like the wrap ratio. I like to have something a little bit longer, but probably I'm going to go into a Toro, an A if I can find it. Uh, the So we're talking Aladino. Um, it seems like I'm drawn to uh, a shape or a Vitola in every line. And for me, the Cameroon is the Lonsdale. And the Lonsdale is a pretty hmm. rare size, but I love that Lonsdale. I'm trying. Uh, I don't remember what the Lonsdale is off the top of my head. Uh, so the Lonsdale is, I think, it ends up being. We'll, we'll do a quick little search here, but um, uh, I think it, it's going to be smaller than like a Robusto or a um, or a Toro in terms of ring gauge. Uh, but it's got a little bit more length to it. So let's see here. I'm going to do the Aladino Cameroon. See, while you're looking that up, I do. I try and stick with the Robustos because I try so many different cigars, and most lines have a Robusto. So just to be consistent from, like, when I try an Aladino this or I try, you know, any cigars that I'm trying, I try and have a Robusto just because I know that I'm probably going to have a direct comparison to somebody else's this or that when I do it. Um, but I enjoy a longer cigar much more. I mean, the Frankenstein is fantastic. I think it's a seven, seven inch or seven and a half inch stick, two and a half hour commitment every time. So size matters. Absolutely. Small guys need not apply. Yep. That disqualifies me. Yeah. So I don't like them thick, but I like them long. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, but I do like them to last a long time. We're going to get along so good. Yeah. Not because I'm thick or long, just because we got a good, me- uh, similar mentality. So the Lonsdale. He handed me a quickie when I got here, though. <laughs> he didn't give me a, you know, a long, so he doesn't respect me yet. Well, you know, got the time. reach around, though. Yeah, well, I can't even pull his hair. He doesn't have any. <laughs> Damn right. You could grab me by the chin, buddy. There you go. Uh, six by 43 is the Aladino Cameroon Lonsdale. Oh, so it's like a really unique size. You don't see a lot of them anymore, but I really like that format on that cigar. Not a widely available size, so I couldn't tell you if that's something that I gravitate to on other sticks. But, I mean, chances are if they get a Lonsdale, I'm probably going to try it because it's got the length. And, like you said, it's it's a smaller ring gauge. You're not quite at Lancero. It's not as thin. It's not as long. Um, But... It's nice and sits in between. And, um, you know, it's, it's like I said, sometimes you're just going to find for various reasons that you're going to go to it. And, and there are companies out there that used to all blend to uh, Corona, I believe. Yeah. The Corona was always the stick that everybody would blend to. I don't know if it's because of the fact that you had to use less tobacco, so it was less of a commitment if you didn't yeah. like the blend. Um, but these days, I think the standard across the industry in terms of most popular size has gone up from the Robusto to the Toro. Yeah. And so uh, I think a lot more companies out there are actually blending to the Toro size. So if you're getting a Robusto, if you're getting a Churchill um, or a Corona or whatever, they're probably having to adjust the blend down from the Toro. Um, And then you're going to get certain weird situations like you got with this vintage selection where the Rothschilds were what was sitting there and they ended up slapping the extra wrapper on it and trying it out. And then they didn't have the other line sizes available at that point. So when they made them, they said, well, we're not going to waste our time with two wrappers. We'll just go ahead and put the Habano on here. And, And like I said, those cigars are phenomenal too, but they don't have the kick that the Rothschild does. So you're going to find yourself going like, there's some reason that I like this size better than the others. Just and sometimes you might find out like there's a, like a perfectly logical reason behind that. It's yeah. not just like in your head, like there might be something completely different going on for that particular blend of the cigar. Yeah. And I mean, your ratio of filler, binder, wrapper, 
changes with the sizes too. So you're definitely getting a different experience. And if you have a longer cigar, that last third that you get is going to have all of that. The first two thirds have passed through that cigar. And it depends and on it the, the different sizes too. They're going to put the tip when they're rolling it, they'll put the tips of the leaves in a different order. Right. Right. So like the Robusto, I believe don't, don't, uh, you know, hit me with the hate mail if I'm wrong on this, because I told you I'm not an expert, but I think the Robusto has got the tips out. So whenever you light a Robusto, your chances are of getting that kick in the face pretty quick because the tips of the leaves are pointed out. So Hmm. when you light it up, that's when you're getting the condensed flavor hitting you right away. Whereas on other sizes, the tips will point in. Uh, for a longer cigar so as it burns then the intensity will kick up so i'm sure that everybody out there that smokes has noticed that sometimes you'll smoke a cigar it'll ramp up sometimes it'll even out or or kind of uh, calm down and that's typically the reason why is because they try to keep that blend as consistently as possible but guess what a leaf has a tip and where you point that tip is going to get a concentrated blast of that that flavor what you do with the tip is all about you buddy you you do you so if anyone tells you just the tip, they're lying.